0: Hello everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. And, um, I may sound a little funky, because today I had a tooth removed, yes, found out I had a giant abscess, a big, whomping, golf ball size mother mother-of-an-abscess, and, um... I finally had it out today, thankfully. was a couple rough days of waiting for the appointment, but finally got it, got in, got it yanked, and um, I am now recovering <laughs> slowly in the bed. But um, I thought, well, I could just sit here and uh, look around at the wall, or I could connect with you guys, and I thought that might sound a lot of fun. So I, I'm going to do my best to make it through the podcast, but if I poop out, or um, pass out, or fall asleep, or something strange happens... That's why. All is well though. Um, Settle in, rest assured. Um, You guys are helping me as much um, uh, as I can even um, hope for, uh, just with your open ears. So thank you very much. And um, uh, very, very grateful to have a dentist who removed that little evil tooth with all the problems. Well, it wasn't evil tooth, it was a little evil abscess, but it is now gone and life is healing. Okay, so today's topic not overthinking. Yeah, that's right. Not overthinking things in the craft world. Um, Approaching a project. We contemplate it. We roll it around in our mind. We may first get tickled pink about something. We start to think, oh, that looks like fun. I'd like to do that. I'd love to make a book. Who wouldn't like to make a book? I'd love to make a junk journal. I've just heard the word recently, or I've been thinking about it and collecting papers for going to actually sit down and do it yes and um, I think one of the main roadblocks that uh, happens is we start overthinking the whole entire process where it becomes this giant mountain a giant mushroom grows on the top of a dirt pile and it just overwhelms and the fungus takes over our um, mountain of hope of what we can create and we start to think oh well I need this and I need that. I need the right papers and I need the right string. And I don't, if I don't have the right glue, none of this is going to work. And of course I need something for the covers because we cannot move forward in the universe if I do not have the right material for the covers. And then I need the pretty papers. I don't have the pretty papers. I need coffee dyed paper. My journal will not be complete without coffee dyed paper. I will die on my sword on my mountain, mushroom mountain without my coffee dyed paper. And, um... So it goes, the stumbling blocks of um, overthinking and uh, the reasons why we don't advance in the areas we want to advance. I want you to be on your 15th journal, reflecting back on everything that you've learned as you've gone through your junk journal process. Um, sometimes it's just uh, giving yourself a good swift kick in the hiney to get yourself moving and do the first one so you can experience the highs and the lows, the joys and the cries. And um, if you can just uh, accept, the first one may not be perfect. It may be lopsided and wonky and uh, Christmas is approaching. Uh, you need that gift and it still may come out kind of wonky. If you can embrace in your heart that the wonkiness might give it character and that it's okay for it not to be perfect and that it's okay, um, it actually might be more treasured if it's not perfect. I know that's hard to even imagine because we want to produce these things that look so perfect but there is great beauty in the imperfection of it all and the struggle that is embedded in the attempt to make something and uh, this is why I also encourage you to maybe keep your first few journals because you will want to look back at your journey to see what you made and uh, thumb through them at a later date going oh gosh I remember when I did things that way I totally forgot about that this happens to me all the time. I take little uh, uh, wander journeys back through some old journals. And uh, not only do I remind myself of uh, styles and uh, embellishments that I made that I totally forgot about. And uh, um, it's just can be overwhelming if we don't stop and take a breath and just say, hey, it's only paper and let's sit down and make something. And today we're going to make a book and it's no big deal. And we don't have to overthink it. A book is a cover and some papers inside. And anything beyond that is just expanding, expounding, embellishment, decorating, all of that. Remember, your book is perfect even if there's nothing in it. Your book is perfect if it's naked. Your book is perfect if it's not even put together yet. Um, But I think there is great joy in the creation of the book. There is something about... there's, There's this strange power in this feeling of making a book there's this there's this I don't know it's like a weight of legend or presence or something that you're leaving a mark on the universe that wasn't there before even if it is to be filled with somebody else's things or you are going to fill it with your own things there's something very valuable about a book um my aunt gave me a book. My grandmother gave me a book. My mother gave me a book. Uh, my mother and I sat down and made books. We made books for our children. We made books and gave them to our grandchildren. I mean, there's some kind of meaningful presence in a book. And I want you all to feel that and feel the joy and the glory of that. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And don't overthink it. Um, sit down, think cover, think cover, think pages, cover pages, and really that's everything else beyond that is um, icing. It's just the good stuff on top. We, we stumble over these moments in life where we say, um, I almost do extra shopping to collect things that I may not necessarily need so that I can prevent myself from actually sitting down and making the book and I've seen this happen with crafters where they they get they go into the hunt mode and they're having so much fun hunting and I am guilty of this I am a grand hunter I understand the joy there is great joy in hunting Um, but there comes a point in time where it's time to actually make the book and this may be that precipice for you maybe you're sitting on the edge going Yeah, but it's just not going to come out right. It's not going to come out pretty. It's going to look goofy. It's going to look like a two-year-old made it. And it might. And that might be the beauty in it. Or it might look a lot better than you think. I hear from people time and time again when they actually take that big breath and they move forward and make their first book, that it unleashes them. It unlocks something uh, that kept them frozen before. And, And it's almost, I don't know. It's like uh, after you are no longer a -a make-a-book virgin, but you're on the other side of having to have made a book, and uh, you're not having, but you have made the book, it looks different from that side. I really want to welcome you to come across to the other side because it's not as scary as you think I promise you if you're on the precipice you're building it up way bigger in your head than it needs to be because it's actually okay over here it is and um, it's it's really going to break open a whole new universe for you because then you're going to start to realize wow why was I why was I not doing it this is this is crazy I I need to go forth and just do this and um, it hey. There's nothing wrong with lowering your expectations. You say, you know what, maybe I can't make a book that has five signatures with 300 pages and, you know, stands seven feet tall. You don't have to. There's no rules. There's no rules. You can make a small book if you feel comfortable making a small book. Although I will tell you that the nine by six size is probably the easiest book to make because you can fold eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper and you don't have to do a lot of extra cutting. So it's not necessarily the smaller books that are easier at least in my experience. But uh, those are the things you kind of learn along the way. What we're, Where's all this extra cutting to get it to fit, how to get your pages to fit, all that kind of stuff. And I've got lots of videos you can watch on how to get those things snuggled in easily. And there's a million and one ways to make a journal out there and you can look at all of them and see what uh, method you like and you're gonna find one that you like and I recommend that you try them all because uh, it's like, um, you know, trying on pants. You gotta try on a bunch before you find one that Goldilocks fits you just right and that you're happy with or maybe that you have the right tools for. Sometimes you don't have the right tools. It took me a long time to figure out what my base set of tools uh, were for making journals uh, quickly, efficiently, easily, and um, they were strong. And um, if you've watched my videos, you know I like the crocodile too big bite to punch my holes. I used to try piercing with the pokey tools and the awls and the needles and all that stuff, and I just that was exhausting on my hands. And when you make a lot of books repeatedly, a little exhaustion can multiply. Now, if you're only doing one or two, you don't mu- you don't need to buy these uh, um, expensive tools. I mean, what's the crop of dollars, what, 40 bucks or something like that. Um, but uh, if you're going to, if you fall in love with the process and you think, hey, maybe I could do this, but I have arthritic accounts, you might want to consider something like that to make your life easier. As with anything, you're going to know when it's important to buy tools or when you can just use what you have, which is uh, always wonderful too. And um, uh, uh, so it's time to, to think about why we're overthinking and let's move into the world of not overthinking so if we start to come to terms truly with why we're overthinking things are we naturally perfectionists are we living up to some Standard that lives in our mind. Maybe we're trying to impress our mother, our sister, our cousin, our our, our teacher, um, somebody in our mind, our father, that things have to be good enough, uh, square, they have to be flush, they have to be perfect before they can be presented, or the glory of the sunshine of the day can bestow its light on them uh, for all to see. Or um, is it okay just to make something that we had fun making? You know, how about that? How about just the joy in that? Um, now let's say we kind of noodle that for a bit and we say, well, let's, that might not be a bad thing to think about. Let me think if I'm going to think about not overthinking something, which is kind of a weird double negative oxymoron type thing where you're thinking about not overthinking something. So are you technically thinking more about it? If you're not, you're thinking about not overthinking something I don't know it's I'm confused I've confused myself now but I think you get the point what you want to go into that place of not overthinking something where you are not paralyzed by your own fear of it not being perfect not being right and you just can't even get started Where the point the paralysis um, either prevents you from creating the thing in the first place or you drop your um needle or your paintbrush or whatever it is or scissors or glue halfway through and you're like this is overwhelming i can't do it it got hard right now i was going fine everything was fine and all of a sudden it got hard the signature is not aligned it's sticking out my paper oh the, the signature came out it, the whole entire thing popped out how embarrassing what if i would have given that to somebody and the signature po- popped out. Oh, my God. God forbid. Well, you know what? You've learned something. That is probably one of the most important things to learn. And it's important it happens because then you're going to take extra steps so that never happens again. And the signature popping out has happened to me. And it's, it's, I was terrified. I was like, oh, no, it's going to be Horrible. But it wasn't as bad as i thought and actually it gave me the opportunity to up my skill level and improve my techniques and get stronger stuff and one of my problems was i was using um, vintage embroidery floss which had degraded over the years and it popped because it was no longer strong. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that embroidery floss and threads and things like that could become weak over time. Um, does that mean that they're all bad? No. And a lot of times when you buy these things at the thrift store, they don't come with a date on them. You don't know how old they are. But now I do the integrity test. I'll pull some out and I'll yank on it. That's my test. And if it survives the yank test, then we use it. But you'll know immediately. Sometimes sometimes they will just pop in your hand and come apart. And you're like, whew, glad I pulled on that. And um Um, another big, uh, place where people go wrong is they put the holes in the wrong spot in there, or they put the signature in upside down and all I can tell you is if you put your signature in upside down you just cut it out you repunch the holes and you put it in the right spot and ignore the holes that are there because those holes that you have placed there in the wrong spots will be very barely visible don't worry about it carry you know you can even use little stickers or something to cover up the edges of the holes but uh, you can distract the eye by decorating the pages to draw the eye away from the hole and it does not become a, a deal stopper you can carry on and you have not lost a signature Um, so, hey, Honey and Sunny have just, Honey and Sunny, that's, that's my guys. Honey and Sunny have just arrived back from their nightly walk, and, uh, normally I join them, but I'm all laid up with this tooth, and, uh, so we're just laying low and taking it easy here, now Papa's gonna go on his second walk. Sunny on only goes so far. Yeah. Did you have a nice walk, Sunny? I did, Mom. Are you okay? I see the chocolate pudding cups over there. You seem like you're all right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's chocolate pudding cups. You didn't happen to see the ice cream um, bucket, did you? No, but I noticed it's not in the freezer. Is there a reason for that mom yes okay I'm just saying <laughs> we need somebody to play Santa this year okay well maybe I'll, I'll be a taker I'll be a toothless Santa I know um, but that's the way it goes um, so you know consider not overthinking something like go in and see what happens along the way consider it um, an adventure it's time to put on the Indiana Jones hat uh, you know, adjust it, look cool, of course, very important. And uh, you go in and you start creating and you just see what happens. You just see where it goes. because I think what you might think is that the uh, <laughs> um, um, the stumbling blocks that you think you might have might not be the ones you have. You might have ones you are not so expecting, but you may just sail right through the part you're thinking you're going to have a tough part with. And then you may experience some stumbling blocks that you didn't expect, but they are all learning experiences. And I I swear to you, every time you experience one of these, if you embrace it instead of let it paralyze you, but if you push through, if you just, you, you are so close to figuring it out. And if you just stare at it and look at it and turn it a different way and glue something on it and punch a hole in a different spot, or remove it and rearrange it and uh, put it back in, you're going to be surprised. You're going to get past that little stumbling block and it's going to move forward. Um, Also learning how to uh, make journals with different spine widths is very handy to learn. Um, A lot of people will get stuck with... um, you know that maybe they're going to read uh, use a book cover and they feel like they are locked into the width of the spine you're not you know you just cut the spine out and you put in you make a faux spine out of some cardboard or um, chipboard or or cereal boxes or whatever you have and you just layer it up until it's the right thickness and then you go ahead and you um, you make a spine of the width of your choice and uh, you're going to learn things that are going to move you along and you're going to have fun and it's going to be worth it in the end and uh there's good ways to take this now there's there's uh, uh maybe you're saying well i can't get started because i don't even have the right things for a cover covers are complicated um i don't i you know you can buy book board but it's so expensive well how about all the book covers that are out there already? Guess what they're made out of, bookboard, book board. And a lot of them you can find at uh, garage sales or thrift stores or from your neighbor or family or friend, or maybe even in your own house, you're gonna have some books that you're just done with. Um, if you'll if you you feel bad about destroying a book, just borrow the cover from the book. Just remove it and say, I, I'm going to keep the book block in place um, on my shelf as if I have not destroyed the information, I'm just gonna borrow the cover. Um, So you can go ahead and use what you already have around you or from your family and friends and create something out of it. And you're actually keeping things out of landfills. You're Um, uh, repurposing and recycling and reusing, which is always a good thing. Plus, you're going to start to understand how thick you want your cover covers to be. And I would like to toss this out there is that a little point is that junk journal covers don't necessarily need to be as fat as regular book covers. There's um, plenty of junk journals that have covers that are thinner. And that's okay, because they have a squishability factor, which really doesn't exist in the regular book world. But it does exist in junk journal land. We also uh, foray into, uh, for, is that a verb? I don't know. I, I, uh, I have forayed or I'm in the foray. Whoop, don't kick the dog, please. hey. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> accidental stumble there. Um, uh, I have forayed into, um, you know, different thicknesses of covers and, and the squishability of them is really cool. And, and it's kind of a very tactile, dreamy sort of sense, almost like wizardry uh, magical uh, realm-ish sort of squashy book that has mysterious secrets in it and um, those don't normally exist on uh, the book's a million shelf you know what I mean or the library shelf so you're not locked into what's out there or what is preconceived as a book in our world Um, So if you hear the word traditional book, remember that's only a version of a book. Books can come in all different shapes and sizes, and uh, they're all full of wonderment. And uh, so if the only thing you have is a cereal box... You just cut apart your cereal box and you start layering it up until you get to the thickness you want. If, um, you know, you only have Amazon boxes, then hey, you start cutting apart your Amazon boxes and you use them um, as you wish. If you have packaging uh, from something, maybe it is a nice thick uh, chipboard and you want to use it for the front or back cover. Often I've used different materials for the front and back cover because I didn't have enough to make the front and back cover out of something. Um, sometimes I'll have one big solid piece that I can make a front cover but the uh, it's not thick enough so I'll need um, to thicken it and I'll use actually two pieces of something else on the inside and then I'll cover it with material or something so that it'll look flat and um, uh, so you can actually get in there and engineer and construct things um, even if they're not the perfect size or shape to begin with. Um, I'll bet you have a lot more resources available to you around you around your ankles in your universe then you realize and I <clears throat> excuse me I really want you to take a look at your trash because it is a wealth of craft supplies um actually it should actually be the first place you go to before you step out and buy more stuff um because if you can transform that stuff and it makes great skeletons I mean the insides of book covers and um Uh, things like that and spines and uh, journal card bases and tag bases and pocket bases I mean you know once we transform it with the way we do um, you can have a lot of fun and nobody has to know it was ever anything else and if they do find out maybe they will be in awe and maybe they will be in appreciation that somebody took the time to create something out of nothing and give this beautiful book to them so I wish you all the best I'm going to give my little yapper mouth a rest so that my, my absence of tooth can heal And, uh, um, I look forward to next week. Oh, here's the words you don't want to hear from your dentist. You have another abscess that's even bigger in another tooth and we have to take that one out too, because it's already had two root canals in it. Yes. Thank you very much. So that will be next week. We will do our best to navigate around this with you guys. And, um, but all is well made it to through this uh, podcast. Yay. Uh, thank you. Advil. And, um, (laughs) That is Sonny playing with his toy, bounding around on the floor. Yeah, he's all excited. He gets extra energetic after a walk. Um, but um, I love you guys. I hope you're. Ha- I hope you are with who you love, and I hope you are having fun diving into the papers, making lots of journals with your with your stuff. And and uh, don't forget your garbage can. Always check in there. There's good stuff in there, and. Um, Uh, I have a merchandise shop now if if you're looking for Paper Outpost merchandise stuff like t-shirts and sweatshirts and um, mugs and totes and things like that. Take a look down below the uh, video on uh, your uh, PC or um, there's a special link on Instagram or Facebook to find it if you want, if you can't find the link there. And what else? Um, oh, Oh, are you tearing around? You're tearing around. What you doing? I'm running around. Okay, you run around. No, I'm in, I'm in the bed. I'm playing like Lazy Sally in the bed right now with the tooth thing. Okay, so um, I think you pretty much know all the stuff, but you can find me on YouTube, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. My podcasts come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have a monthly free emailed newsletter if you want to check that out. There's all sorts of goodies in there. Uh, free digital image and all sorts, a whole bunch of other stuff. I have an Amazon shop for favorite tools and supplies, and um, I have an Etsy shop where I have uh, vintage digi kits, printable downloads. And if you don't have a printer, I have a, a print and mail service, which will cover you for that so, you can still get these images. I'll mail them, print them, and mail them for you. And um, uh, instructions are there and how to do it. And uh, if you have any questions, you're always welcome to reach out to me. Um, I am Pam at thepaperoutpost.com if you need to email me for anything. And uh, I will see you back. Happy crafting! And we'll talk soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.